Praise the Lord. It's time to get started. It's time to get started. Come on, put your hands together like Jesus is the king. Come on, like he's the king now. He's the king. As you can see, our young people are before us, and they're going to praise the Lord through dance. We ask that you praise the Lord with them, with them, with them. Don't be spectators. Be participators. Come on, put your hands together one more time as our young people come. I know that it seems sometimes that no matter what you do, or no matter how hard you work, striving to make things better in your life, but for some reason you're not getting nowhere. Well, I want you to turn to the one next to you and tell them, you tried your way. It didn't work, no. You put him second. Second, yeah. And put you first. Trusted friends thought they had your back, and every time you turn around, it seems you're under attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But turn to your neighbor and say, See, the devil is alive. No, I'm not gonna die. It's okay to cry, cause he's by your side. Gotta stop that hating. I know you don't wanna hear it. Gotta fast and pray and listen to the spirit. Cause he's speaking to your heart right now. Just listen to the spirit. Oh, hold up. Listen. You lost your job. Your bills are due. And all the people you helped Did not want to help you I talked to my mother And she said, pray about I talked to my pastor You're not gonna die. It's okay to cry, cause he's by your side. You gotta stop that hating. I know you don't wanna hear it. Gotta fast and pray and listen to the spirit, y'all. He's speaking to your heart right now. Just listen to the spirit, oh. Hold up. I was in my own way, but I'm here to tell you without this face I'm a major failure. So if you got problems, know that you can't fix it. Just give it to Jesus. How can I get a witness and tell him, say, that the devil is a liar. You gotta listen to the spirit. Whoa, God is. Yes, he is. He's trying to get your attention right now. 
got your own plan, but God's got a better one. Oh, have a lot to be thankful for, don't we? Let's give our children another round of applause. And right now we have some more that are on the way. They are here, so we're going to turn it over to our youth deacons. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Come on, y'all. We can do better than that. Good morning. God is good. I am honored, as always. Um, we got a lot of, we got a group. You see, our numbers are increasing. That's a great thing. That's the way it should be, to get these brothers a hand. All right, so what I need from you is I need for you to really, really join us in our devotional period, okay? Uh, in Sunday school, we talked about a lot of things this morning. I invite you, for those who are not in Sunday school, to definitely send your kids to Sunday school. We had an awesome uh, conversation. Just a compliment to what the pastor is going to preach, so I'm not going to give it away. And, uh, but, you know, so proud of these young people. We got. I need you to go with me. Go with me right now as we, uh, as we go into the devotional period. I introduce your, to you uh, the youth deacons. Good morning. I am Dietrich Munkier. We are glad to see each of you this morning. We ask that you will join us in our devotional period, which consists of the following. Scripture by Matthew Duvall, prayer by Todd Shelby, responsive reading by Joshua Duvall, closing song by Traven Harris. Good morning. The scripture this morning will come from Psalms 38, verse 25. It reads as follows. I was young, now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken on their children begging bread. God's word for God's people. Let us pray. 
Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we thank you for allowing us all another chance to come together and worship your holy name. Father, we thank you for every family here. We pray that your Holy Spirit bless this service. We pray for our pastor and the spoken word this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Good morning. The scripture reading for this morning reads as follows. Oh, the response of reading for this morning reads as follows. That's all right. All together. As the Father had loved me, so I had loved, loved you. you. Continue, Continue ye in my love. God's word for God's people. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Please join us in singing, Oh, How I Love Jesus. Yeah, we're going to do it too, amen. You got to lead us now. All right. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing his words. Sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Let us sing together. There is I love to hear. I love his words. Everybody sing. Everybody sing. Oh, how.
this morning. Come on, bless God for these young men. Amen. We thank God for our youth deacons and for our deacons bringing them up. Amen. To know how to lead us in devotion. Amen. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. Brother Thickman, why don't you come and lead us further now in our worship service. Amen. God bless you. I don't know about you, but I won't ever stop loving the Lord and saving Jesus Christ. And that was a wonderful time for all of us to do it together. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service again where we all can participate. We're going to ask that you prepare to give in our benevolent offering. Just remember that the benevolent offering is here to help those who maybe can't help themselves. So we're going to ask you to pray and give as you have been so blessed. The squad's going to give us a message and song, and the ushers are going to bless us by coming out and not having us to walk all over the place. But we're going to ask you, if you would, please, um, let's do our benevolent offering and give as we have been so blessed. We want you to sing with the children today. I don't know about you, but God is doing something wonderful in me. Come on, put your hands together. Let's sing. God, God is doing something wonderful in me. God is Something wonderful in me. Something awesome and yeah. God is doing something wonderful, incredible and awesome. Oh no. Yes. Come on and put your hands together. Say it again. God is doing. God is doing something wonderful. God is doing something wonderful in me. Something awesome and God is doing something incredible and awesome. God is doing. Yes. Sounds good to me. I know y'all got it out there. Come on, sing it with us. Come on, God is doing something. God is Oh, yes, he is. God is doing something wonderful in me. Something awesome and incredible that only he will get the glory. Incredible and awesome. Oh, yes, yes. I think they got it, children. I think they got it. Come on, let's sing it one more time. Come on, God is doing. God is doing something wonderful in me. Yes, he is. God is doing something wonderful in me. Something awesome. That only he will get the glory. Incredible and awesome. Oh, 
something on the inside it makes us better people on the outside when we were little children we used to sing a song that said so be careful little eyes what you see be careful little feet where you go when the Lord works on the inside it makes us go places where we should go and stops us from going places that we shouldn't go bless his name let us pray father God we thank you Lord Father, thank you for working on us, for helping us to be better than we used to be. Thank you now, Lord, for all that you do for us, for those blessings where you have blessed us over things that we couldn't see, as well as things that we could see, those dangers that you kept away from us. And Lord, we said thank you for that. Thank you now, Lord, for blessing us to have a mind to come to this place and worship you in spirit as well as truth. 
Now we humbly ask that you would bless the man that's going to break the bread of life, that we would be receptive of what he gives us. And we ask that you would bless this offering as well. And we ask that you would do it in Jesus' name. Amen. share with you just a few announcements. We have some thank you cards from some of our family members here. God shows us love through your warmth and kindness, a special gift, and people like you. Thank you, and God bless you. And this comes from Sister Lois Jefferson and family. Thank you very much. Kate Chapel. thank you so much for the prayers, floral spray, visits, food, during the illness and death of our daughter, Sandria Walker-Jones, your kind deeds will never be forgotten. This comes from Greg and Marilyn Walker and family. Good news this morning. Sister Graham is home from the hospital and had a successful surgery. Um, just please continue to keep her in your prayers. It sends our heart to announce the passing of Mrs. Buchanan last week. And please keep Brother Buchanan and the entire Buchanan family in your prayers. I just got an announcement this morning. Also, please keep Sister Elnor Cropper in your prayers. She lost her brother this morning. Uh, his name is Robert Moore, so please keep that family in your prayers. Also, keep uplifted Brother Tim Minifield as he recuperates at home. And the brother of Sisters Charity Cannon and Robbie Edwards, Mike Harrelson, passed away last week. Those services will be Thursday, October 11th at 11 a.m. at the St. John Missionary Baptist Church. Let's also keep the family of Sister Gray in our family. Of course, you know Sister Gray was funeralized here yesterday at K Chapel. In fact, let's keep all of our sick and shut in members, bereaved families in our prayers. Let's just pray one for another as a church family. At this time, we'll have a presentation from the K Chapel Boy Scouts. Good morning. Good morning. Reverend Buckley, church, fellow church members. There was a young black man born in Kentucky in 1921, died in 1971. His name was Whitney Young Jr. Part of Whitney Young Jr.'s accomplishment and push while he was living was pushing for equality for minorities. He was very instrumental in making the National Urban League a very strong organization. He pushed for equality and employment for blacks. Well, that young black man is being honored by the Boy Scouts with a national award. They call it the Whitney Young Jr. Award. And the purpose of this award is to honor people that provide services to individuals, young men that need them in the urban area and low-income area, and scouting. So they provide individuals this award, also organizations this award, for helping those young people. And we were fortunate enough to be a part of this. We were a part of people such as governors, such as generals in the military, successful business leaders, 
and many other people that have received this award in Mississippi. So, for Kay's Chapel's service of supporting the Boy Scouts for tw over 27 years, we were honored with the likes of Governor Ronnie Musgrove at the award banquet this year receiving an award. So at this time, we would like to present our leader, Reverend Buckley, with the Whitney L. Young Award from the National Boy Scouts for its service on supporting our young men for over 27 years in scouting. Congratulations, Boy Scouts, congratulations, Kay Chapel and Reverend Buckley. This time we have additional announcements from the media. Media, you're on. Good morning, Kay Chapel. The annual parent and youth kickoff will take place today on Sunday, October the 7th at 1 p.m. in the Center for Family Life. Please join us for this informational session and a delicious lunch. All parents and youth are encouraged to attend. Join us today during the 11 o'clock worship service for the installation of our church officers and ministry leaders. Bible study will not take place this Wednesday. However, please join Pastor Buckley and the Mel Course in Revival at South Liberty Church in Canton, Mississippi. The Fall Youth Retreat will take place October the 26th through the 27th at the Twin Lakes Camp and Conference Center. All youth ages 12 to 18 are welcome to attend. Please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall between services for more information and to complete your registration. Just in case you forgot, we thought we'd drop a little reminder into your spirit. Our capital fundraising campaign, Kate Advance, is still going on. Be sure to continue to make your contributions and offer your support as we advance towards our future. Your K-Chapel Health Ministry has partnered with Walmart Pharmacy to offer you flu shots right here at Cade on Sunday, October the 14th in the Fellowship Hall from 9.30 to 11.30. The flu shot is free for those with insurance, including Medicare and Medicaid, and will be a minor charge for those who are uninsured. Be sure to bring your insurance card to receive your free flu shot. Anyone aged eight and older can be vaccinated. Paperwork will be available today in the Fellowship Hall if you'd like to fill it out in advance, and documentation will be available for those who need to provide it to their employment or to their school. The Sunday School C-Court is soliciting persons to join Cade Brain Up. Brain Up is a tutoring program being designed to equip our community and Cade youth with academic power. We're in dire need of those who have a lot to offer in effective planning and implementation. Tutors, resource persons, record keepers, the nuts and bolts of a well-planned tutoring program. Forms will be available in the old fellowship hall to sign up if you'd like to offer your talents and your time. You can also speak with Sister Mary Garner or Sister Sandra Crowley at 601-506-4738 for more information. I know you're excited because the Boy Scout Cub Scout 2018 popcorn sale is on. Be sure to see your Boy Scout or Cub Scout representative and place your order before November the 2nd. It's first Sunday here at K Chapel, which means we're celebrating our youth and academics. Our spotlight student for the month is 11th grader Jonathan Buckley. 
Jonathan has been selected to serve amongst a group of highly motivated high school students on the 2018 Mississippi Museum of Art Teen Council. Over the course of the fall semester, the group will meet and work with the staff to help shape the direction of how the museum engages the young audience. Participants will learn about the collection, partake in studio activities, and plan every element of the museum's teen night, all while forming relationships with other like-minded teens in the Jackson Metro area. Jonathan was selected based on an application, recommendation, and submission of an original artwork shown here. Congratulations, Jonathan Buckley. And on First Sundays here at Cade, we celebrate your birthdays. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of October. And warm up those keys, Pat, because we're going to sing happy birthday to all of our birthday folks in just a minute. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Pat, are the keys warmed? Amen. All right. Let's sing happy birthday all of our October babies. Won't you stand? Let us wish you a happy birthday this morning. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. God is good. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Amen and amen. Listen, we want to invite all of our visitors. If you will stand now, let us recognize you and welcome you to these services here at K Chapel. All of our visitors, won't you stand and let us give you a great big welcome. God bless you. Good to see you this morning. Good to have you. God bless you. Good to have you this morning. God bless you. We're so excited and delighted that you're here. While you're standing, we're going to give you something you can only get right here at K Chapel. Let's hear it. Give it to them. This is our fellowship period. Welcome to K Chapel.
All hail the power of Jesus' name. All hail. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth. And crown him. Bring forth. And crown him. chosen seed of Israel's race. Hail him. Hail him who saves you. And crown him. And crown him. Hail him. Hail him who saves You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Anybody got a reason to praise the Lord this morning? Anybody know that God is good and greatly to be praised? Amen, amen, amen. I'm looking at some football fans out there. Y'all looking, you got, you got big smiles on your faces this morning. Amen, Hail State, Mississippi State Warren. Amen, I believe Ole Miss Warren. Amen, Jackson State Warren. Amen. Did Alcorn win? Did Alcorn win? Alcorn didn't win. Oh, you, why are you saying it like that? Here, Jack Sony. See how he's saying it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. God bless you. Well, it was a good, good weekend for most of, most of Mississippi teams. Amen. Amen. But listen, also, we got another reason to praise him here at Cade Chapel. We got another reason to praise him here at Cade Chapel. We mentioned to the... Um, uh, those who were at the business meeting, the annual business meeting a couple of weeks ago, and we announced it this morning uh, that as of, of this past um, month in September, uh, we purchased, you know, 28 acres of land, and uh, it's paid off, y'all. It's paid off. Amen. Amen. It's done. Amen. Come on, somebody ought to bless the Lord in this house. Amen, amen, amen. God is good and greatly to be praised. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, we're talking about, we're talking about close to $700,000 that we paid off in less than two years. Somebody ought to give God a great big hand of praise. I shared with the 8 o'clock, I shared with the 8 o'clock when we went in uh, to the bank and told them what we wanted to do. They, they you know, they, they gave us the money, but, but honestly, Bill, they didn't give it to us the way we wanted it. Amen. I'm just be honest with you. You know, they made us tie up some of our property and things like that, and, 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 and you know, we, we, we didn't like it. We, we did it because we, we wanted to go ahead and get the land and knock it out. Uh, we said, but now the songs say, if you don't know us by now. <laughs> I mean, we, this K Chapel, we're going to do what we say we're going to do. <laughs> don't, don't do it, <laughs> but, um, but, but so, yeah, so, yeah, we, 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 we said if we don't have to now, we, as we go forward, we don't intend to have to tie up our property anymore. 
Amen. Amen. And, and Lord willing, uh, we, we will make sure that doesn't happen. And if, if it doesn't happen, we're just going to let somebody else get to know us. I wish y'all would talk to me in here. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Brother Thibian, won't you come? Lead us further in our worship. I just learned that, that Mrs. Buchanan will be funeralized on Friday at 11 o'clock. So just pray for that family. Amen. Um, we do have, let me see, we have a couple of people want to want to say a couple of words. And you have, Miss Morgan, where are you? Come on down quickly. Two minutes max. Good morning. Good morning. Thank y'all for having me. Um, I am Attorney Bridget Marie Morgan, running for County Court Judge in Subdistrict 1. Subdistrict 1 includes Bellhaven, Fondren, Tougaloo, Presidential Hills, all of North Jackson, Northeast Jackson. I'm originally from the Delta, born and raised. Um, I moved here when I was 17 years of age, worked at McDade's and Steinmart and worked my way up and, and went to the Jackson State University where I majored in criminal justice, and, and then I went on to law school at Southern University Law Center in Baton Rouge. Uh, upon graduating from law school, I thought I would make $100,000 <laughs> immediately. But and with my dream job being a public defender, because my passion is, is, is young black men particularly, so I couldn't pick a better day to come and speak to you guys. Um, and so I did a public, did a public defender job. I'll let him speak in a minute. You'll speak in a minute. Public defender job for three years in this county court for which I'm running for, um, for judge. So I know all the people there. I know how it goes. Um, and being the younger person on the ballot, I ask for your support um, as well in that, in that um, endeavor. I'm also a member of, of the Mississippi Public Defender Association, a board member of there, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I did some federal court litigation. I did two clerkships in the circuit courts, one for Tommy Green here and then one for back home in Dutch Kerry McCray in Greenville. Um, I'm the second child of seven. Um, Delta, born, raised, like I said, I have those Delta values. And you'll see that all three of us on the ballot are qualified for the position. However, you need to look at the VIP of persons. What are their values? What are their integrities? What are their, their, their principles? And I think that I have, um, I know that I have those values and doing what I'm supposed to do even when no one is looking. Because as a judge, you don't have a, a boss telling you what to do. You, but you have to do what you're supposed to do even when no one is looking. So you want someone that does that. I'm also a mom. And this is my six-year-old son. And he's begging to speak. I'm asking for your vote November 6th. Vote for a mom for Highest County Court Judge and Room 6 of District 1. He was just reneging on us, okay? Great job. This, this other young man that, that want to speak, um, you know, if, if I wasn't who I was, I'd give him a little extra time because his name is Reginald. Come on, Reginald. Y'all didn't get that, my Chris. Thank you, Brother Dick Payne. Pastor Buckley. Uh, good morning, Kay Chapel. I am Reginald Harry, and I'm a candidate for Hines County Chancery Court Judge for Subdistrict Number Two. I'm joined here today by my wife, uh, Kashila, my son Paul, my daughter Anna Catherine, and my mother Betty. We are all members of Anderson United Methodist Church, pastored uh, by Senior Pastor Joe W. May. I stand before you today to offer to you the 
more competent, the more qualified candidate for Hines County Chancery Court Judge, Subdistrict Number Two. For those who don't know, Subdistrict Number Two covers pretty much North Jackson, from Jackson Mall north to the county line, uh, from Interstate 55 over to Presidential Hills, and then the rural areas north of that. I have several years' experience as a practicing judge. I'm actually 46. I'm the same age as Pastor Buckley. Okay, so that, that I should say that and just sit down. But anyway, uh, we were classmates at Tougaloo, and. Uh, before that, I'm a product of Jackson Public Schools. I went to Green Elementary, Boyd Elementary, Chastain Junior High, Callaway High School. I was in the APAC program and the gifted programs. And on the APAC side, I was, I was on the uh, academic side, not the performing arts. Uh, for 11th and 12th grade, I had the opportunity to go to the Mississippi School for Mathematics and Science, where I graduated in the first class that they ever had in 1990. After there, I went to Tougaloo College. I was there on the five-year plan, so I finished in 1995. And after there, <laughs> <laughs> I went, to the, uh, I went to the Mississippi College School of Law where I got my JD in 1998. Thereafter, I moved to Arizona for about five years where I uh, uh, worked there at a nonprofit, did ed educational and uh, conflict resolution management uh, activities in sub-Saharan Africa, and I was headed up by the uh, late Reverend Dr. Leon H. Sullivan. Came back here to Jackson, Mississippi, working at Tougaloo College in administration. I've taught uh, on a higher ed level as well, uh, uh, business law, uh, business writing, negotiation skills. I've also served in city attorney's office twice under Frank Melton, as well as uh, the late Mayor Lumumba. I have a wealth of experience in the chancery area, more specifically to what I'm running for now. In the, in the 16 years I've practiced, I've now entered, in, just in Hines County alone, well over 116 entries of appearance. I ask for your votes, your prayers, and your supports, and most importantly, I do have voter registration forms who, for anybody who is not registered to vote, so we do have those in case anybody wants to register to vote. Thank you for your time. And to your point, to your point, registration, voter registration forms, you have those available? Okay, real talk. Uh, if anybody needs to register, make sure you do that before you leave here. If anybody needs to register, make sure you see them. Amen. That doesn't mean you have to vote for them, but that does mean that you need to get registered. Amen. Amen. And so they will get you registered to vote. Amen. Didn't realize you had a daughter, Anna Catherine, too. My God, we do have a lot in common. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Go ahead, sir. Well, good morning, K. Chapel. I'm not running for anything, but I do solicit your support. Uh, as your youth director, of course, you know the youth department has done a, a lot of things in this calendar year, and we're going to do more things this next calendar year. But of course, we can't do it without the youth. The youth of this church are so essential to the growth of this church. And of course, Amen. their growth within the world comes from within the walls of this church. So now I need your support. For all the parents and the youth of this church who are here this morning, please stand for a moment. If you're not a member of this church and you have kids in this church this morning, please stand as well. Okay. Now you look around the room and see who we have and what we have, and we have some in the balcony as well. I ask you to stand for one reason, one reason alone. Because this afternoon at 1 o'clock, we're going to have our, our annual fall parental youth kickoff. This is something we started three years ago at this church. No other church does this for Cade Chapel. Have a seat. And of course, by knowing that, that we're the first and the only church doing this, this program was designed to get all of you all on the same accord for our church here, which means there are things that the youth department are doing that you all are probably not aware of. If you have one of those youth that are just coming to church and sit on the pew and not actively engaged in one of these programs you've seen our kids do this morning, shame on you. Shame on you. As parents of this church, it's our obligation 
for Christian education to, to be rising above everything, we must have our kids involved. And it starts here. So what do I need from you? Your support, as I stated, is to bring your kids back and you back at 1 o'clock today. We're going to feed you over in the, in the Willow Wright Center over here. And we're going to also give you some valuable and vital information that's going to help you get more involved with what we have going on in this church. Now keep in mind, we are the first church. So that means other churches are following what we're trying to do. So I need your help. I want to increase the growth of this youth department by getting all of the kids of this church more involved. And I don't want to just see our kids sitting in the balcony. Thank you for your support. Look forward to seeing you at one. Thank you, Brother Brown. At this time, there's an opportunity for all of us to participate in the worship service. It's our tithes and offertory period. We will have the spoken word from the pulpit. The urshers, um, the deacons will allow tithers to come, followed by the urshers for opportunity for all of us to participate. For this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall weep also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall weep also bountifully. Every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always have an all sufficiency in all things abound to every good work. God's word for the people of God. May it be a blessing in your life. Ursha's Choir.
doxology. certainly thankful for what God does here at this church and what God allows us to do in this community through you, through your gifts, but also through your service. Make no mistake about it. Though we are able to sit up here and, and look the part of leaders, uh, let us be clear that we have an awesome group of people who are working with us to make ministry happen. I'm thankful as a pastor uh, that I don't work by myself, but we have an awesome team of people who have given themselves to the service of the Lord. And the Bible says something about that. It says that we ought to look out from among ourselves and choose people who are filled with the Holy Spirit and also full of wisdom to whom we can appoint certain works. This morning, we want to ask those of you, those of our leaders who have been appointed uh, to do certain things in this church, whether it's uh, appointed to lead children, appointed to minister to missions, appointed to lead in our Sunday school staff, all of our leaders. This is the day that we've set aside to install all of our leaders to the various capacities and positions of leadership to make ministry happen here at K Chapel. So we want to invite all of our leaders this morning to come and allow us to enter into a covenant agreement together uh, and allow us to install you formally to the work that you've been called uh, to do for this uh, fiscal year. All of our leaders, won't you come now? All of our officers, all of our leaders. Church, you're looking at those who make ministry happen here at K Chapel. I think, amen, I think it's right and fitting that we let them know that we support them, amen, that we are praying for them and that we're believing God to use them in this, his service. We are distributing now a litany of sorts and we're going to make sure that each of you has one as we proceed with this moment of installation. If you're still in need of one, if you'll lift your hand, we'll make sure that they get to you. There's some lifted here in the center, in the center here. God bless you. And if by chance we don't have enough, we're leaders, so I know you know how to share. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Service begins with sharing. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We should have plenty, though.
leaders, if you will join us now in this moment of litany that is prepared for us. You have accepted the office to which you have been elected or appointed. Do you promise with the Lord as your helper to faithfully fulfill its duties? Pray now for the faith and compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ, for the boldness of Peter, for the evangelistic zeal of Philip, for the administrative insight of Priscilla and Aquila, and for the wisdom of Paul. accept this church office in proportion to your faith to minister, to teach, exhort, to give liberally, to lead with diligence, and to show mercy with cheerfulness? Do you covenant and promise that you will walk together in love for one another? and exercise affectionate watchfulness over all those given to your charge. to your abilities and opportunities show good to all especially in helping to extend the gospel in its purity and power to the whole human family will you regularly support the work of the church by systematic contributions both spiritual and financial God uphold you and direct you as you go forth. I'm going to ask now if our ministers, if I can get one on this end, one in the center, and one on this end, just in front of our leaders, one on this end, one in the center. Go down to the floor if you can. God bless you. And then I'm going to ask our leaders, if you can, I know you have a sheet of paper in, in your hands, if you can somehow either hold hands with your neighbor or touch the shoulder of your neighbor somehow make sure that there's a connection Reverend Dunn Reverend Dunn if you would just go down to the end if you would just go down to the end God bless you amen God bless you God bless you let us pray now eternal God our father how grateful and how thankful we are for these leaders you've given to us for their hearts for their minds to serve. Oh God, we thank you for giving them the strength to serve. And God, we pray now that in the coming days, Lord, that we will have the zeal and the energy and the vigor to do that which is pleasing in your sight. 
Oh God, we know that every day won't be good days. But we do acknowledge, God, that by your grace, we will not only get through them, oh God, but that we will conquer all things. Lord, we know that there's a great work that you've called us to as a church community. And Lord, we pray that you will use us now collectively, use us individually to follow your will and to pursue your vision for this church as you, O oh God, see fit. Lord, I pray that when we feel like giving up, Lord, that we will be reminded that you will renew our strength and we can mount up with wings as eagles and run and not get weary, walk and not faint. So Lord, I pray now that we will not get weary in well-doing, believing, O oh God, that in due season we will reap if we faint not. O oh God, bless now the work of our hands. Bless, O oh God, our minds and our hearts and our spirits that we move in unity as one. As you and the Son are one, O oh God, make us one. Make us one in flesh, one in mind, one in spirit, one in vision. Let our hearts be in unison with you, O oh God, by your Spirit. Let us do all things to your glory. Men may see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. We ask it in Jesus' name. We claim it now. In Jesus' name. And when the devil and the enemy would come against us like a flood, oh God, we now lift up a standard against him, believing all things are possible to him that believes. Oh God, we're believing that you will do a mighty good work in and through us. And we claim it now in Jesus' name. And for his sake we pray. Amen, amen. and amen. God bless you and God keep you. We thank God for you. You are now duly installed. May you go in peace and do the work of the Lord. God bless you and God keep you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank God for our leaders and we certainly thank God for what you're going to do and what God is going to do through you. We thank God for leaders of Jackson State being here this morning. President Bynum, Sister Bynum, God bless you. Good to have you with us on this morning. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. It is now time for special music. Special music at Cade Chapel just simply means... It's an opportunity for all of us to once again to reflect and to prepare, prepare our minds from the message from my pastor so that we can really take the message to heart so that when we leave this place, we can put it into action. This time we have special music from our choir. Amen. Can y'all say amen for the choir? Thank God for these young people singing out of their spirits and out of their hearts on this morning. Amen. Amen, and thank God. The message this morning is coming from one of our associate uh, ministers, Reverend Marino Bruce, will be bringing the morning message. I want you to be praying for him. Amen. As he brings this morning message, if you pray, he'll preach. I'm going to say it again. If you pray, he'll preach. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Young people, won't you come? 
You ought to listen to the children. You ought to give thanks. Woke you up this morning. Started you on your way. Tell him thank you. 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 Oh, Lord, give. One more time, children. Come on, you ought to thank him. You ought to thank him. You ought to say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Lord. That's a sermon in and of itself. Yes. Give thanks. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. Because of how God has orchestrated this day. See, I remember way back when I was standing in an aisle just like that. I remember when I was in a choir just like that. I remember when I had to read scripture and pray just like that. And although most of the time I didn't want to do it, just being transparent. But my parents knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Because the scriptures say, train up a child in a way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. So, I'm a testament to the investment that a church family had in me. That's one thing. The second thing is the president of Jackson State is here. While you know him as President Bynum, I know him as Stone. See, we go way, way back. He was uh, two years ahead of me in college. All right. 
We went to the same college, Davidson College. And so he knows my story. What he doesn't know is the investment that he put in me. See, I was a struggling student. Couldn't find my way. And he, was, he came back to Davidson and was the dean, so assistant dean of students there. And he said, Marino, why don't you look into sociology? Why don't you look into that field? Because I know that you didn't want to do economics and all this other stuff. Why don't you look there? And I took one course, and I loved it. It changed my whole trajectory. So President Bynum, I want to acknowledge you publicly for the investment you've made in my life. And the fact that God brought you here on this day, at this time, tells me about the awesomeness of God. So praise God for you. Third thing, and then we'll, we'll, we'll move on, is I want to thank this church. I want to thank this church for taking me and my wife in. It hadn't been easy being an outsider coming into Mississippi. <laughs> hadn't been. Again, transparent. Yeah. But it's because of you. It's because of you. Pastor Buckley, that we're still here. And I want to thank you for taking us in and allowing us to share with you. So thank you, Kate Chapel. So now that we have that out of the way, there is a word from the Lord today. So we ask that you turn to the book of Proverbs. And find the 24th chapter. Proverbs 24. Find verse 5. And my translation is a little bit different from yours, but the message is still the same. We only have two verses for the day, and the text reads... Wise warriors are mightier than strong ones. And those who have knowledge than those who have strength. For by wise guidance, you can wage your war. And in the abundance of counselors, there's victory. It is from this passage that we take our text from the morning, faith under fire. Faith on the fire. The news has been dominated by the Supreme Court nomination process and the practices and policies associated with filling this vacancy have raised fundamental questions about our nation's most significant institutions, including the presidency, the Congress, and even the Supreme Court. We are living in interesting times because major corporations and industries have been rocked 
by one scandal after another. Harvey Weinstein, Charlie Rose, Al Franken, and even Bill Cosby. And these scandals have brought all associated with them under scrutiny. The church at large is not immune from this type of consideration because leaders like Catholic priests and greedy televangelists have been routinely found guilty of some form of misconduct. Now, I know we don't have this problem in our church. I know we don't. But the standing of the church in general is slipping as more and more people, especially millennials, are questioning the very legitimacy of the church, its mission, and its ministries. There was a time when I was growing up where when church wasn't in session, you didn't walk across the parking lot. You didn't sit on the church steps unless church was going on. But on any given Sunday, there are plenty of neighborhoods where you find more people walking around the church than in it. This observation is supported by a number of studies that indicate that mainline church membership has been declining for 30 years. The current state of affairs is tragic because the church can be one of the few places where we can learn and be equipped to handle the issues of life. The church is more than a place of worship because it is charged to stimulate and cultivate growth, connection, and service. Over the past nine months, our senior pastor has been releasing powerful, thought-provoking, and soul-stirring sermons about faith in the life of the believer. Most recently, Pastor Buckley has given us some of the how-tos of faith, like forgiveness, prayer, and giving, just to name a few. Each of these disciplines will deepen our faith and allow us individuals to grow closer to God. Today, I stand to shift our focus ever so slightly to focus on faith in the life of the church. You see, we are the church, you and me. And like it or not, each of us has a role to play regardless of our station in life, regardless of our title. For it has been declared by James that faith without works is dead. And our challenge is to consistently exercise our faith. There's plenty of work to do because the church is under assault. It's under assault from complacency and hypocrisy on the inside and under assault from citizen, citizen, uh, cynicism, distrust, and mistrust on the outside. We all lose when the churches are not the cornerstones of communities. 
Churches like Cade Chapel have been safe zones where community members could get help of all types while having their humanity and dignity maintained. We need strong churches to restore communities and make a difference in the lives of people who live in them. I believe K.A. Chapel has been one of those churches, and we have what it takes to be that city on a hill that cannot be hid for decades to come. So on this day, a day when we install leaders and officers for the upcoming year, let us consider the lessons from our text for the morning that can encourage us to continue demonstrating the love of Christ despite attacks from the enemy. In other words, these scriptures illuminate how to activate and exercise our faith even when under fire. Our focal verses can be found in the book of Proverbs which is one of the books of poetry attributed to Simon, Solomon. Solomon is quite creative, and he has a penchant for building images with words. I'm sure some of our great literary authors and songwriters have peeked at Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon for inspiration. However, Proverbs has a different feel to it. The language is more direct and instructive. It's like a conversation between a parent and a child when the parent is trying to convey messages or principles that help their child be successful or keep them safe. Our passage for this morning is part of a group of saying known as the words of the wise. And these sayings begin in chapter 22. They're brief statements that convey godly messages or principles in a language that's understandable to the hearer. These sayings are the ones that our elders use for us. You know what goes around. You can attract more flies with honey than with. If you lay down with dogs, you get up. Or a hard head makes a soft, don't say it. (laughs) There's a PG version and an R version in that one. So praise God for the style of our elders. Wisdom in the spiritual realm refers to skill or the ability to apply godly principles to life, which brings us to the first point for this morning. Knowledge is necessary, but not sufficient. Knowledge is necessary, but not sufficient for the believer. In other words, it's not enough to just know about spiritual things. We must apply or know how to use the knowledge we've been given. The writer is making this very point in verse 5 with the declaration that wise warriors are mightier than strong ones. Let me go ahead and confess right here. Because I missed it. I missed it when I first read it. Because I made the mistake of comparing wisdom to strength. 
Wisdom is strength. The text says that wise warriors are mightier than strong ones. What you have to look deeper in is that both warriors are strong, but the wise warrior has a little extra something that makes the difference. You see, wise warriors know how and when to use their strength, which means they know how to work smarter, not harder. You see, a wise warrior can save their strength for when they really, really need it. The point here is that the messages on the how-tos of faith are more than just about praying and giving. I believe these sermons convey godly principles about spiritual disciplines in a way that allows us to be a body of Christ that is comprised of believers who can get a prayer through when it's needed or who can present offerings that are pleasing to God. When this occurs, God will bless us individually and collectively. Our ministries will be effective and we will be ready to lead the effort to transform Verdant Edition to a vibrant community that is full of vitality. As followers of Christ, it is critical for us to put our faith in action and apply what we have learned about God so that we can let our light shine in order that those in darkness can see the goodness of God through us and be encouraged to come into the light. Yes, my brothers and sisters, faith in the life of a Christian is not passive. We have learned over the past year that faith is more than reciting scriptures or knowing words to a hymn. It is the active application of godly principles for the good of ourselves and our neighbors. In other words, we must know how to live according to the word of God as individuals and as members of the body of Christ. Now let me warn you. Such a life does not come easy. I'll say it again. Such a life does not come easy. The Christian walk is a noble path, but it's a path not without trials and tribulations. And the scriptures let us know this. You see, in Matthew 5, we find the words, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let us remember that Christ was crucified for walking this earth to show his generation and those of us to follow how to live a godly life. When we live according to the principles of God, we will take stands that are not always popular. Currently, advocating for the marginalized and mistreated is not popular. Speaking truth to power is not popular either. In fact, we have learned over the past two years that even telling the truth is not popular. We're living in an unprecedented time when the gains and advances that so many and so many of you have cried, bled, and died are at risk. Saints, the struggle is real, and it it is affecting all of us. I was at a conference this week, 
And I learned about how the rise of incivility and race-related attacks like police shootings are affecting our mental and physical health. I don't know about you, but I have to watch my intake of the daily news because it can ruin my whole day. What you see on the screen are a couple of studies that show this very thing, that every police shooting that occurs, it affects the mental health of the community in which it occurs. There's evidence. A lot of times they tell us we're making this up, that we don't know what we're talking about, but here it is right here. Scientific evidence that goes to show that the incivility, in other words, the foul words that people use to refer to each other, it, it impacts all of us. None of, our, none of us are immune to it. So for that reason, I have to watch how much news I take in. Because the anger, I can feel my blood pressure rise. It changes how I even go outside and affects how I want to talk to someone else. Because the world as we know it can seem upside down. However, our text for this morning provides some insight of how we keep our minds clear and calm when everyone else is losing theirs. This brings us to the second point for the morning, which is look before you leap. Look before you leap. Verse 6 tells us that wise guidance allows us to wage our wars. That is, wisdom must guide what, whatever stand we take. It does not matter if we take up an issue or whether an issue presents itself. We must address it wisely, which means that we need to address it strategically. You don't run out on a battlefield with a baseball bat when bullets are flying. You don't do that just because you're upset. It does not matter how mad you are or how strong you are, you and your bat will be cut down in the face of superior firepower. Our text suggests that we can go on the offensive when we have a strategy. When we have a plan that comes about after thinking through every possibility, it gives us confidence and allows us to focus on a task at hand instead of how we feel or the characteristics of the enemy. Consider this. It was not long ago that our pastor stood in this very pulpit and said that Kay Chapel was going to respond to the homicides happening around this church a few weeks ago. He was visibly upset. He was disturbed on that Sunday morning. But he and others came together to develop a strategy to let Jackson know that Kay Chapel is fighting for Verdant Edition. The streetlight event was a group demonstration at night when saints from this church walked the neighborhood and prayed for it and its residents. Senior pastor made sure that our members were safe by partnering with law enforcement, which allowed our saints to focus on the community instead of what or who might be lurking in the shadows. 
This is not the first time when the children of God marched around a closed community, though. That's right. That's right. I recall that the children of Israel executed God's strategy by marching around a city called Jericho for six days, and on the seventh day, when they shout, shouted like God told them, the walls came tumbling down. The point here is that it does not matter how big the enemy seems or how bad the circumstances seem to be. God has a plan for us and God is in control. We just have to do our part. For it has been said, if God be with us, who can be against us? My beloved saints and friends. Our work as Christians is, an, is important, but it can be challenging sometimes. However, our God is so good that God provides messages that can guide us through difficult times. Our text for this morning tells us that knowledge is necessary but not sufficient for an active faith and that we should always look over the situation before we leap into action. There is a third point in this text that I want to lift for your consideration, and that is the capacity of a caring community. The capacity of a caring community. The last phrase in verse 6 states that in the abundance of counselors, there's victory, which tells us that in this Christian journey, that this Christian journey is not to be traveled alone. Scriptures in Genesis make it clear that it's not good for man to be alone that's right, that's right. and that we should be our brothers and sisters keepers. But the world we live in can be a cold and cruel place where words, policies, and practice convey that every life does not matter. The consequences of such callousness can be devastating because we have schools, neighborhoods, and churches containing multitude of broken hearts, wounded souls, and damaged spirits. The situations can seem dire and depressing, but defeat is not an option because the scriptures declare that Christ came on the scene to heal the brokenhearted and set the captives free. Yeah. And it is our job to continue this work. Pastor Buckley made it clear last week that the church is where brokenness can be healed and abundant lives can be restored. Our text for this morning speaks to the considerable capacity of a caring community. You see, the Christian church is where believers do life together. So when one of us is hurt, That's it. That's we all hurt. That's it. There is no I, me, and mine. There's only we, us, and ours. When we put our collective faith in action and care for the lost, the least, and the left out, we become a place where burdens can be laid down and spirits can be lifted. When we put our faith in action, people will be touched. When we put our faith in action, lives will be changed. When we put our faith in action, communities will be transformed. 
It does not matter how deep the issues are or how far we have to go. God is bigger than any obstacle, and God is greater than any problem. There is nothing too difficult for God, so God will be with us, and God will protect us. For it has been declared, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and neither has it entered into the heart of man what God will do for those who love him. My brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you to meditate on the wisdom in our text for today. Let us consider that knowledge is not sufficient for an act of faith. We must seek to learn how to apply the principles of God's word so that we will always look to God before we leap to act. And then we'll recognize the tremendous capacity of a caring community. As we open up our doors to visitors next week, let us remember that how we act testifies to the God we serve. I know that it is a crazy, it is a crazy time in our nation. And for some, it's a scary time. Especially since power seems to be concentrated in the hands of those who have contempt for people who look like us. In times like these, I'm reminded of a story about individuals who put their faith in action even when it was under fire. There were three friends who lived in a land that was ruled by a corrupt ruler. And this corrupt king commissioned a gold image and decided that all citizens should bow down before this image when certain music was played. The punishment for not bowing down was certain death. These friends, these three friends, were followers of God who took God's commandments seriously. Especially, thou should have no other gods before me. So they refused to bow down when the music played. Needless to say, the king was angry when he heard about this, and he summoned them before him. And he commanded that they bow down before the image when the music played. However, the three friends responded by saying, if our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and out of your hand, O king, let him deliver us. But they didn't stop there. They said, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods, and we will not worship the golden statue that you have set up. Well, the king was incensed. And he had the three of them bound tight and thrown into a furnace that was so hot that those who put, in, put them in the furnace were killed. The corrupt ruler watched and waited to see the three Hebrew boys burn. Instead of screams and burning flesh, the ruler saw something amazing. And he asked the court, 
Weren't there three men thrown into the fire? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. His court told him, well, of course, king, there were three men. And he looked at him and he said, well, I see four men walking around in the fire. And the fourth looks like the son of God. After saying this, he called out to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they came out of the fire unharmed with no signs of even being in it. They didn't even smell like smoke. This is how God works for those who exercise their faith despite the circumstances. God will be with us, and there is no God like the God we serve. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Not death, not life, not angels, not demons, not our past, not our future, nor anything else because God is our all in all. God sent his son to save all mankind. Does anybody here know anything about this God? Does anything, anybody here know anything about his son? His name is Jesus, the one that we know as a wonderful counselor, the rose of Sharon, the wheel in the middle of the wheel. You see, he's our bridge over troubled waters. He's our friend who we can call in the midnight hour. He's the one who gave it all up for me and you. Do you know him this morning? Faith under fire. Faith under fire. Pastor Buckley, when Pastor Buckley was praying, he sort of gave an indication of what happens when you step out for God. Not only does God hear you, but the enemy is listening too. So the enemy is getting with his minions and demons, and he's planning for you. He's waiting on you. He might be waiting on you when you get out into the parking lot. But pastor prayed for the covering of God that we can rely on when times are dark, when we are up late in the midnight hour, when it seems like we don't have a friend in the world, but I know of a God, a God who has all power in his hands, a God that reached down one day and touched my heart and told me I have something that I want you to do. I believe that he's told each and every one of us that. Those who believe 
who have given their hand to God have had a conversation, something like that. However, there are those that may be here this morning who does not know God like that. They may not know his son who came down, walked on this earth, blessed his generation. But the leaders of that time were too blind to see who they had amongst them. And they charged an innocent man. The one that we know as the Messiah. The one who took all of our sins on his shoulders and gave us an opportunity to have everlasting life. So as we say in the tradition of the church, the doors of the church are open. Will you come? So as the choir sings, meditate, think about all that God has done. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 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 that all have come for prayer. 
You just heard it in the words of the song that he can do anything but fail. I'm going to ask if you would just bow your heads where you are. Father God, we acknowledge the fact that every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. This afternoon, Lord, we confess three of your handmade servants have come for prayer. Father God, we don't know what the situations are, but you do. But we understand they are coming in faith. Right now, Lord, we ask that whatever the situation is, whether it be in the home, whether it be in the community, whether it be a health problem, Father, whatever it is, Lord, we ask that you will do what no other can do. Lord, fix it. Fix it, Lord. If it's a door that needs to be open, Lord, open that door. If it's a door that needs to be closed, close that door. If it's an illness, Lord, we know you are a healer. So right now, Father, whatever the situation may be, Lord, we turn it over to you. And Father, we humbly ask that you would do what nobody else can do, and that's fix it, Lord. And Father God, we will forever give you all of the glory and all of the praise. And we thank you now for what you will do. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift him up. Lift that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Do you know him today, Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, call his name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Something about that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Healer, healer, healer. Healer, healer, healer. He healed my body. Healer, healer. Oh, nobody but Jesus. Healer, healer, healer. Nobody but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Won't you stand to your feet? My God, my God. Listen, I just got word. I want you to be lifting up Sister Elnora Cropper, her brother Robert uh, Moore. It is past this morning. So be lifting up the Cropper family, Sister Elnora Cropper particularly. In the Cropper family, we will get information out to you as soon as it is made available to us. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Reverend Bruce, for the word of God this morning. Come on, let's praise God. Give God praise for Reverend Bruce. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And thank you to all of our children for ministering this morning, from our youth deacons, our youth ushers, our youth choir, all of you who are involved. We thank God for you. You all are outstanding. Our youth leaders. Amen. And to our musicians, y'all just always do it anyway. God bless you. We thank God for you. Amen. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. <laughs>